welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. How to give a prophecy. And it's all about what's, what is our motivation in doing this. I mean, in the moment you're practicing, you're learning how to do things. Um, but, you know, what is the motivation behind all of this that we're talking about? You see, Jesus saw people restored to their original design. Uh, if you can imagine Peter, do you remember the encounter Jesus and Peter? Jesus says to Peter, Peter, you're the rock, and on you I'm going to build my church. Right? So that's a prophetic word from Jesus to Peter. It tells about his future. It tells about the, in the impact that he's going to have on the, on the church, that you know, God's entrusting upon Peter that this is the place I'm going to build church. But it's only a short time after that that Peter stood up denying Jesus. So Jesus doesn't look at his flawed character and go, oh gosh, don't trust him, can I? He actually deals with Peter in that wonderful state of being a brand new creation, which is where we are. And so when we're prophesying, that's the view we've got to have of people in front of us. They're all of great value, right? There's nothing, you don't go, oh gosh, look at that person there. I can't give him a prophecy, can I? No, they're of great value. And that's our, that's our value in our heart. Every person is of great value. So God's original intention for that person is what we're looking at and what we're looking to draw out of the person that we're prophesying to. Um, the real purpose of prophecy is to tie you to the eternal, and that's the person you're prophesying over, to their eternal calling in Jesus. You know, to tie it in. To bring it into reality. And, and there, I'm not just meaning about spiritual things. You know, we can think of that prophecy to Peter. That was, um, you, you know, it's a, it's a, you could call it spiritual, couldn't you? On you, I'm going to build my church. But prophecy also involves the everyday life that you have. There's not two separate things, God and the rest. It's just all one. So he can prophesy into your business, into the work that you do. I've, oh gosh, um, later on when I've been t talking to you for quite some time, uh, I'll be telling you about um, my work experience. And, you know, 30 odd years as a civil engineer and numerous prophecies into my work life, into my business, seeing God's purpose and intention come. So that's, the, that's when you're prophesying to someone, it's... The whole life that you're prophesying about, right? Their hobbies, their fun, their family, the, you know, the neighbours, and what God wants to do every aspect of their life. So we're connecting people to the empowering nature of God so that they can become like him and display his marvellous nature. And that's what you're doing. You're helping them become like God. The only thing that stops them is what's between their ears. It's their, their thinking, right? You, I mean, it's just pretty obvious. You know, if you're going around going, oh, I'm not very good at this. I'm really poor, aren't I? I can't do things, can I? Well, it's no surprise that you're not doing anything. But if you're 
working with I am a new creation, the life of God's in me. I can do whatever, all things are possible for me <laughs> in Christ Jesus. I'm walking with that reality in me. Then you start to see all things are possible. Chris Vallotton puts it like this. True prophetic ministry looks for gold in the midst of the dirt of people's lives. Right? Yeah. <laughs> True prophetic ministry looks for gold in the midst of dirt of people's lives. So it's very easy to distinguish something in someone that's not very nice. You know, they maybe have a bad temper. They've got the wrong attitude. They've got, oh, hello, Paula. They've got, um, you know, it's very easy to distinguish the wrong. But the key of prophecy is to distinguish the gold of God and bring it out draw it out of them now the wonderful thing is of course it's his father who understands us and knows us so he knows every hair on our head doesn't he and you, you he is speaking from that understanding and knowledge of us and we get the chance to cooperate with that flow from Father as he speaks to his children and we get the chance to be that mouthpiece. And when a, when a word comes from Father to your heart, gosh, it changes you, right? And we get that privilege just to join in with that. It's just absolutely stunning. Our culture is everyone is worthy. Everyone. So, you know, let's just put a bit of meat on the bone. I bet you've been given the... Um, uh, prophecy book by, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? Sean Boltz. Have you been given that one yet? Oh, well, you are getting that. Okay. In there, he's got some wonderful stories about prophecy. Um, so I'll give an example. He's asked by someone to go and give a prophetic word to a dictator in a South American country. And he just doesn't want to go because he thinks, I don't think they're worthy of a word from God. You know, basically that's where he's feeling. I don't like this guy. So why on earth am I going to go and give a prophecy to him? Now, in the process, God does quite a few things in him to realize that Father loves everyone. And therefore, off you go, Sean. Sean goes to this um, uh, dictator. And the dictator, you know, as he's... Um, guns and everything around him protecting him saying you know why have you come here and Sean says well, I've come to give you a word from God all oh, right well it's you know basically that's what, what what's all this and he says three words that God had given him the night before and the dictator becomes so aggravated he sends everybody out the room and he says to Sean how on earth did you know that and he says because father God showed it to me now, those three words were like code words for some dastardly deal that the dictator was doing. But that opened the guy's heart to hear a word from God. Everyone's worthy. If you don't think everyone's worthy, then you won't go into that position. If you think they're not worthy of God, then you're not going to go there. And yet Father wants to speak. Now, uh, reading this book, you'll get, it's quite surprising, really. There are... You know, Paul Kane is a famous uh, prophet in America. He went to Saddam Hussein, gave him, gave him prophetic words to him, uh, twi at least twice. Now, it's 
quite stunning, I think, because our brains stop us from doing stuff because we think, oh gosh, he's a terrible dictator. Who would want to touch him? You'd get, Ugh. No, Father loves them. And Father wants to communicate. Everyone is worthy, okay? As a Christian, you're going to discern motives of people's hearts. You know, bad politics, unhealthy patterns in education, terrible policy and procedure, greed, manipulation, and more. It's very easy to discern nasty stuff. You know, you just look at it and think, that's not right. Person's not doing right, <laughs> okay? But you're not bound by this because your, your job is to call out the gold, right? Your opinion and perspective and it gets filtered by the media, doesn't it? You know, what you've read on Facebook, what you've listened on the telly, what you've read in the newspapers affects your opinion. You know, would you think, oh, well, I should go and give Donald Trump a prophetic word or Theresa May a prophetic word? Your opinion of them can affect you and in what you are going to say. It's interesting, you know, if you've got in your mind here, oh, um, Andy's going wayward, Andy's going wayward. That's what's in your mind, Andy's going wayward. I'm only making this up if you're listening. <laughs> um, and then you can prophesy out of that. You're going wayward, stop it. You prophesy the thing that you're thinking about what you're wanting. And really, you've got to say, okay, come back. I want to speak Father's heart, Father's love, Father's word. Okay? We are called to dis not called to discern evil. That's not what our job is. Our goal is to discern God's heart for the person. Yeah? Now, I'm going to put the counterbalance to this. There's another gift called distinguishing of spirits, and one of that role of that gift is to discern evil. All right? That's part of that gifting. But in this case, when we're prophesying to person, we're prophesying from God's heart for them, right? That's what we're looking for. And that's why these scriptures, you know, in 1 Corinthians, I've put two different versions here. The first one is the New King James. But he that prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. And in the Amplified, it makes it a bit clearer. But for those who prophesy, speaks to people for edif edification, sorry, to promote their spiritual growth. Speak encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning matters of God and words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. Right? That's, what you're, that's what you're doing in prophecy. You're no longer an Old Testament prophet. You are doomed. That's not what you're coming from. Right? You're coming from a loving father who loves his children and he's drawing them back to himself. Okay? Absolutely, you can't. <laughs> we prefer you not to use the phrase, thus says the Lord. That was, it's a, quite an old uh, pattern. Um, yeah, you used to hear it a lot, not so much now. But, you know, it used to try and give people this feeling of, you know, uh, credibility. I'm hearing God, so it's thus says the Lord, you know. And we would encourage you not to use any language like that. And the reason is that prophecy is a mixture of you 
God and the person who's hearing the prophecy. And it's never 100% bang on word from God. It never is. Uh, it always is a combination. Uh, God works in cooperation with us all the time. Okay. In 1 Thessalonians 5.20, it says, Do not despise prophecies. Okay. So all these churches who don't like prophecy, you know, come on, let's read scripture. Do not despise it. All right. Um, and he writes it because in a prophetic culture like ours, so our church has got a prophetic culture. We love to hear God's word. We, we expect it. Paul organizes teams so that they go and pray. You'll get that chance. You'll take you somewhere and you get to pray over. Sometimes you've been praying over loads of people all the time, isn't it? Continuous. <laughs> so, you know, this is all practice, okay? Um, and we, in that prophetic culture, um, you will get inaccurate prophecies. It's just going to happen. You just have to have that realization. It's going to happen. You, well, there will be inaccurate prophecies. That's why in Thessalonians, he goes on and says, test all things and hold fast to what is true. So this aspect of a prophecy coming, here we go, we're wise people. We know it's God, the person giving the prophecy and our interpretation. Hold fast what is good in it because there's going to be good stuff in it. Right? So don't say thus says the Lord um, because it's very difficult to argue then that that wasn't from God. You know, if you're saying thus says the Lord and I'm receiving it, I've got to go, well, they're saying God said that, but I don't think it's right at all. In fact, these three people here don't think it's right either, but he said God said it, so it must be. I heard a man say once, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to obey my wife or obey the Holy Spirit. And it's like, <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> so, moving on. How to give a prophecy. Six hints on taking risks. Because that's what it is. You are going to take risks. And if you like being right, you like being secure you like being you know i'm not going to get things wrong you will struggle with prophecy because the whole thing about it is you're going to have to take a risk it's a risk of hearing god sharing it with the person their response all of that goes on okay so the first thing is um well let me just wind back a bit so the gift of prophecy can be defined as the supernatural ability to speak the mind of god for the future by the inspiration of the Spirit. So you, here's the mind of God. We get the chance to speak it by his inspiration. And people then receive that word into their life. And it changes them. The truth is, when a word that is from God hits us, it's an encounter. And I'll talk in a minute about the prophetic reward. But what happens is, you know, the word of God goes out and it says in scripture that it accomplishes everything that it intends to do. All right. So you can imagine now, this is the prophetic word. It's got within it everything necessary for it to accomplish its purpose. It hits the intended recipient. The recipient receives it in faith. What happens to them? 
their future is different. It changes because that word of God comes. Now, it's not that they didn't have a future before and the word of God gave them a future. No, it's, it's that, I don't know whether you saw it, but Hosanni put something lovely on Facebook and she said, you know, the guidance of God is like a sat-nav. It's forever redirecting you. <laughs> it's forever correcting you. And it's just a lovely picture of what it's like. This prophetic word comes in, oh, it redirects you again. All right? It reshapes you with what God's doing. So, um, with prophecy, we speak to men for their encouragement, their strengthening, and their comfort. But we also, it can convince them. 1 Corinthians 14, 24 says, it, prophecy convinces them. It instructs them. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. It directs them. Acts 13, 2. And it predicts what's going to happen. Acts 27, 10. So it's the whole gambit of this. It's not just, oh, you're a nice person. God likes you and you're lovely. You know, that's not it really. You're a nice person. You're lovely. God likes you. And he's just going to use you to change Germany. That's what it's like. Um, it predicts where you're going to go, or what's going to happen. It changes life around you because the, you've spoken that word into them. All right? But it always contains this it's like in a package of love. That's the, that's the key. It's always held in that package of love. So we're called to connect with people. Use common language. You know, I feel like God might be saying, um, I'm getting a spiritual feeling here. Um, you know, does this mean anything to you? What you're trying to do is use language that enables people to relate rather than they're either just going to be bashed on the head with it, or they're going to go, no, I don't want to do anything with that. You know, you're trying to get them to respond to God, okay? Um, sometimes it will feel like you're trying to catch up with the inspiration of God. It's like it might be coming too fast to you, or it might be too vague, and you're trying to find it. That is normal. Just accept it. All right, you just got to go with it. So give what you have, even if it's incomplete. Um, sometimes the person who's receiving the prophecy is able to put the rest to it, or they get the further inspiration from it. Um, often, I say often, in the past, uh, I know quite a few people used to wait for this unction of God. Oh, I feel my heart pounding. I've got this vision. I'm going to give a prophecy. No! And they burst it out because they've had this unction of God on them. Well, that's, yeah, it does sometimes happen like that. It does. But it doesn't have to. You can just be normal. You know, just be yourself. If you like laughing, just laugh. You know, if you joke a lot, just joke. <laughs> you can just be yourself. You don't have to have this lightning bolt hitting you to be able to do it. Sometimes the content of the prophecy you're giving can shock you and you can go, oh gosh, what have I just said? You know, and it can make you feel. That's just normal. After you just have to, you know, uh, I, I'll give an example for myself. Um, young Christian here had come over to live here in Sale, went away for a church weekend. Uh, we'd been talking about how can we help people uh, there was quite a few people that were connected to us we didn't know how to help them so we're just in a meeting like this we'd had some worship 
And then out of my mouth came this prophecy, which was, in three days you will see the building you're going to buy. And I went, I don't want to say that. I wanted to pull it back. It was too specific. Three days. You're going to buy. We weren't even thinking about buying. You know, it's just like, ah. Oh. Now the trouble was, people believed it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I, I wanted to crawl under the chair. I really did. But people, they walked up and down the street. And then they saw two buildings. And they said, that's what God wants us to buy. Ken Wilkes, in a dream, saw these buildings and saw God give him the uh, how much money. Now, I think it was two semi-detached buildings that were checked together and it might have been £25,000. I, I might get the numbers wrong, you have to ask Ken. But it might have been something like that. So he rang up the owners and said, £25,000. The guy said, no way, it's on the market for £50,000. No, God's told us £25,000. <laughs> And eventually they said yes. Now, the problem was we had £300 in the bank and he had said yes. We didn't want a mortgage. How on earth was that going to happen? And then, what, you know, I remember the Sunday. We got a box and we put it in front of people. Our church was tiny then, tiny, right? And said, if you feel God's speaking to you about this vision, put some money in the box. At the end of that service, that one Sunday, there was £14,500 in that box. And I knew how much I'd put in, and I thought, oh, I was got a pretty good job. But that's like phenomenal what's gone in there. So we could buy one house. Ken sold his house, his house in like something like a week. He sold it. And he moved into the other side of the house, done up the house. We you know, spent thousands of pounds doing it up. And for many years, it was a wonderful place where we would use as the church. All came from a young person going, in three days you're going to be out of a building. And thinking, I don't want to say that. Right? So sometimes when you give a prophecy, it'll make you feel like, oh, oh. But, remember what I said, coming from Father, it carries with it everything necessary for it to accomplish what it was going to set about. What comes, faith comes, what comes, uh, you know, the gift of faith comes on Ken. What comes, inspiration from June Richards. What comes, builders from Fleetwood came down and built, rebuilt the building for us. I mean, it was just stunning what happened over those following years. Um, but it all came from a prophetic word. And that's the privilege you get to join in with that, okay? Um, so I'm coming back to, you know, sometimes you, you don't have everything. So just give what you've got. And that actually might be the start of something more. And I'll try and help you with that because often our, our minds go blank. You know, we start off with something nice. We start prophesying and then we've got nothing else. So we stop. Now, the, the truth is that it, it can be like you can just a short prophecy, but there's usually something more. And there's a little technique of just using connecting sentences. Things like... And that means, and this will mean that, and you will go on too. <laughs> Do you see what I'm doing? I'm just putting a phrase in so that the next bit of whatever God's saying comes. Uh, you just learn a bit of a technique. So, moving on, when I can get it to change. There we go. Um, so, don't get in the way of prophesying yourself. You know, if you get, if, say, when you're nervous, you get chatty. Or if you like describing things, you like going into long meanders of discussion and whatever, 
try and avoid it because really what you're looking for is to become a, a, a vehicle for the word of God to come from him into the person that you're prophesying to. And sometimes your, your state, if you like, can impact on that. Okay. But then on the other hand, you know, be yourself, you know, so don't try and be me. Don't try and copy Paula, you know, be yourself. Uh, you might have to at the moment practice and oh, that's how she did it. I'll just try. But in the end, just be you. Andy, be you. Rose, be you. Just be yourself, you know. Um, go after words of knowledge. Now, oh, we had Sean Boltz here early on in the year and it was just wonderful. Um, if you've not met him yet he is the most accurate word and knowledge person i've ever heard i think but the lovely thing was he helped us understand that words and knowledge are linked with prophecy mm-hmm. and I, it was a new revelation for me because I, I i would prophesy something like you know, prophesy for you oh you like riding on bikes i would have that like and i would think that was part of the prophecy but actually it's a word of knowledge that's coming what does it do it opens you up oh yeah i do like riding on bikes so that's god speaking to me then <laughs> and you start to believe everything else that's coming um, so we're in this meeting in our church and i've got lisa who's my daughter-in-law sat next to me and her friend cilia is next to her and her friend's husband timo is sat next to me here well, just over there a few chairs away so you know listening to the worship, enjoyed it. Sean Boltz comes up. He says, oh, I've got a, a word um, for, I can't remember Celia's baby's name, but it, it was the... Lucy. Yeah, it was Lucy. So, um, is there a Lucy here? So, Celia's going, well, I've got a baby called Lucy. And, um, and your name's Dean? So, Celia's. It's me, my baby. Lucy Dean, <laughs> God speaking knows my baby. <laughs> right? So prophetic word comes now for Lucy about her future musical woman. Oh, love. So gosh, Cilius weeping, <laughs> my baby. <laughs> so the next prophecy, um, is, I can't remember the actual date, but it was a date. So say it was the 29th of September. 29th of September, does that mean anything to anybody? Demon's hand up. It's my wife's birthday. Oh, and uh, I see you hacking down a tree. My surname's Hack. So now we've got Ruth's birthday. Um, their surname, Hack. Prophetic word coming to them for Ruth and for Timo. They're, these two families were moving away from us. Timo was going to do work in Germany. And um, Celia, with her husband, was going to do a work in, in Norway. The prophetic words came to encourage them. What did it do to my daughter-in-law who sat here? She's sobbing her heart out here, just sobbing. No prophetic words came to her, but she's sobbing, saying, God's real, God's real, God's real, <laughs> right? Now, so Sean's showing us that the word of knowledge linked with prophecy really does open up people's hearts so in my stations later on we won't be doing it today but later on we will be practicing words and knowledge with prophecy uh, I, I don't we know how to do it we'll make a lot of mistakes but we'll have a bit of fun doing it uh, and we'll learn how to get specifics person's name their address 
their national insurance number, their whatever. Okay? <laughs> well, if God knows every hair in your head, he knows everything. So, um, so you might get a, a word of knowledge. You may not quite understand what's happening. But as an example might be, you prophesy to someone, you say, um, oh, I really feel that you like doing art. And they go, oh, yeah, I love painting. Now, you've just had a word of knowledge. And what that does, it opens up the person to the next word that's coming out of your mouth as well. Okay? So go for them. Try, you know. Ask, what's their name? <laughs> <laughs> what means something, you know, to them? You never know, you might get it. I remember when Carl Fletcher stood in an Anglican church here and gave a um, car registration number <laughs> on the person, the young woman. She just couldn't handle God knowing this detail. <laughs> she was just wrecked, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Um, in John 17, Jesus prayed that you would encounter him and be one in relationship with him. So the whole aspect of prophecy is bringing you, bringing the person into relationship. You know, the Bible is absolutely fantastic, but it's not everything. The Holy Spirit is here to bring more insight, more revelation to draw you into relationship with Jesus. Okay? And finally, it's practice, 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 and when you practice, practice again. Because the gifts of the Spirit function in like a learning environment, in a practicing environment. And if the culture of the world is, um, go and train in a college until you're an expert, and then when you're an expert, you can do this particular job. So uh, you're a midwife. You had to how many years practice did you have to do to become a midwife? Three years. Three years. Are you still learning now how to be a midwife? Yes, you're still learning now, right? Um, so... It's like the same with God. You don't become this Superman that, you know, can put on his cloaks, his underpants on the wrong side of his trousers, and all of a sudden he can do everything. No, you're in a process of learning with God. I think that's probably how he's created us. Now, the truth is that the unction, the anointing of the Spirit can come, and that person who is, like, totally inexperienced, just as given, a prophetic word that has a major impact on a community. It, it, it's the great, it's called the grace. It's called grace. The empowering presence of God that enables you to be all and do all that God wants you to do and <laughs> be. You know, that's his grace. And he gives it to you. So no wonder you actually sometimes feel like Superman. Most of the times you're learning how to do it. So practice, practice, practice. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.